0: Player
1: two has joined the game. Hey yo, what's up, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of the Two Player Co-op Podcast. As always, I'm your host here, Kevin, along with my brother from my mother, One. How we doing? We're doing fantastic. We're recording this after the interview that we just did, which you can tell what it is by the title of the video, obviously. But let me get through everything first. If this is the first time you're seeing, hearing, or listening to us, this is the Two Player Co op Podcast, where just about every week, two brothers get together to tell you everything you need to know about in the world of video games. If you like that, make sure you like the video, subscribe. Share it with your friends, family, and everyone in betwixt, especially this one. Um, if you really like it, you can go to patreon.com slash two-player co-op. Sorry, there's a laptop in the way. Mm-hmm. It's just like our producers, Steve Appleton, Aunt Sue, and Vernon Slayton did, as well as our affiliate, James Solar. If you want merch, you can go to teespring.com slash stores slash two-player co-op. And yeah, until we're out of this pandemic, make sure you go ahead and wear your Woo-hoo! mask. Um, so I've been hinting at this, uh, interview for a while now and I we're recording this after, like I said, um, I thought it went great. Uh, I am so happy that Colin agreed to come on. Like I've said here, there, and everywhere in betwixt, he's the reason we're doing this. Um, he and Greg Miller too. Um, that's why we started this thing. So to be able to actually interview him um was an absolute highlight of my life to not (laughs) be too dramatic uh it was awesome we talked about everything from Hybroxia 2 to cyber shadow to burgers to nes and snes and i think you're really gonna
0: like it what do you think sean Uh, i think it was a lot of fun fun for the whole family Yes. except for the f-bombs
1: except for the f-bombs i'm not going to bleep anything because whatever it's colin colin was colin and i'm fine with it uh i didn't say any though um so yeah uh yeah we wanted to record this separately so we didn't have to subject colin to all this stuff so i don't think there's really anything else to say except uh enjoy the interview with mr colin moriarty Greetings and salutations, everybody. We are here with the patriarch of Last Stand Media himself, Colin Moriarty. Well, thank
2: you. It's very uh, very kind house. of you. Appreciate it. I see your shirt. Appreciate you wearing <laughs> the uh, sacred shirt. Is that the, is that the new one or the old one?
1: That's the old one. That's cool. the old one.
0: Yeah. Cool. Um,
1: I, I, I do want to get one of the hoodies, though, I do have to say, because those are, I know they're the, the best selling one and they're the yeah they're pretty sweet so thank you uh,
2: yeah we're we're stoked about those
1: um so first off thank you so much for being here man um Thanks. we've we've been doing this podcast for <laughs> over five years five now, and a half years yeah which is crazy um and you're the reason we started it uh you're the reason we started drinking old fashions cool. um, and i just can't tell you how much this means to us i appreciate it so much
2: oh you're, you're very welcome i'm i'm gonna lean in and just shut my window here because uh Oh, you're good i think people are maybe maybe being loud outside (laughs) okay there we go
1: so no no problem at all so the first question i have to ask well first off i'm just so happy that you got back into games um yeah i loved the I, i mean i hate politics now but i loved listening to you talk about politics and history and everything um but i'm just so happy you came back to gaming three years ago or whatever it was now um and I'm not just blowing smoke up your butt. Sacred Symbols is my favorite podcast. It's I only listen to really two video game podcasts now. I listen to Sacred Symbols and I listen to Game Scoop because um, I love Damon and and what they do over there at IGN. Um, and Chris is awesome. Um, I did recently go back and listen to the first episode just because, and within like the ten for the like the first ten minutes, he was already talking about Halo and uh grappling hooks so it's just good that he's been on brand since the beginning
2: yeah he's been very consistent <laughs> yes if anything
1: yep well, so i appreciate that
2: cool no thank you thanks it's good to <laughs> not be in that world anymore and yeah it's really i was really only in in that world for a little while and it's been a while now so um it's almost like a bad dream in some sense but yeah, yeah. it's good to it's good to be back in games and embracing that passion again
1: yeah um, it made me so happy. I know it made Sean happy too. Um, also we've all, I've always had a connection to you because we're both from upstate New York. We're from Watertown. Um, so way up North, uh, basically in Canada, essentially pretty much. Um, and I think the only thing we don't really agree on is that, um, You know, you're an Islanders fan. I'm a Rangers fan, but I I shouldn't admit that to anybody right now or for the last few years.
0: We're also Giants fans. Yes.
1: Oh, interesting.
2: (laughs) You would think you guys might be like Bills fans and Sabres fans. I
0: feel like we split time between the Giants and the Bills growing up. And then I don't know. I feel like the Giants were always my first love. And then one of my earliest football memories is Super Bowl 25 wide right. And yeah, it's been all Giants since then. But Bills look good now. Yeah, giants do not. Definitely. No, <laughs> as, as okay. long as the
1: as long as the Patriots continue to That's suck, right. I'm happy with it. Yeah, me too. Um, no doubt about that. So before we get into everything, I want to talk about the first question I have to ask you is the most important, and that is how is Rush doing?
2: He's very well. He's I don't know where he is. He's somewhere in the house, uh, being uh, either being lazy or annoying or some combination of that. He's <laughs> It's interesting. He's crazy. I mean, um, we're with him all day. So he's really spoiled for attention. And I feel bad. Like, I don't think he's ever been away from me for more than a couple hours at the most. And yeah. he's a year old in a couple of weeks. So okay. um, we're actually getting him fixed on the 10th. So in a week, and um, I was I always assumed you did it like early. I never had a puppy before. I was exposed to even Lola, the, the dog I actually fell in love with, yeah. the boss and I fell in love with when she was 18 months old. So I never had a puppy and I always thought you did it early. And then I guess that was conventional wisdom for a long time. And now you're supposed to wait until they're a year old so that they're structurally built, I guess, yeah. skeletally built. And so now then I was there yesterday with doing blood work and I was talking to them about, I ask, I keep asking them if it's cruel. <laughs> I keep making them assure me that it's not cruel because he's like, he's got this personality and he's so he's nuts and he's cute and he's lovable and I don't want anything about him to really change, but he is a little crazy. So he's not mean he doesn't go after anyone. He's just so energetic that I just need to shave a little bit of that off and get like 80% of rush and then we'll be pretty good. Yeah. And yeah. And literally as well (laughs) his dangling nuts are going to go. And I feel bad about that, but he's good otherwise. And he's been a really wonderful companion. Yeah. And just uh my shadow and i don't know what i would do without him it's it's crazy that not even a year ago i didn't even have him
1: right yeah so i've got an aussie doodle puppy i mean puppy he's about eight months old now uh named barkley again we're giants fans so my wife didn't like the my wife didn't like the name saquon so (laughs) i got her to go along with barkley it's Um, a double
2: entendre too yes it works perfectly
1: yeah uh so we actually just got him fixed a couple months ago or a couple weeks ago sorry and he uh he's no less hyper he is insane um he's super smart and dogs are just the best so
2: yep no they totally totally are i i can't imagine i don't i was never like anti-dog i was just really apathetic to dogs growing up my best friend had three dogs and we were cool with them and i take them on walks with them and but i never wanted one i never wanted for a dog and even living i lived with a Pitbull in college for a little while. Mimi was her name, and then I lived with Portillo for years, which was Greg Miller's dog. And then Lola was really, like I said, the dog that, um, which my ex girlfriend's dog that I fell in love with. And so it took time, but I always consider myself a cat person, and cats are great. They have a place. Uh, I still want a cat. I'd like to have a cat just roaming about. I like their snideness and their (laughs) particularness. I can relate to them in some way. They want to be left alone and. You know, like my cat chun Lee, I had for 17 years and she she died in 2009. And um, I thought it was sad, but it was funny in me, like in hindsight, because she like, died, you know, we were like, where's Chun-Li? And it's like she just curled into a ball yeah. and died under the desk. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I can relate to that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, that was our our cat that we had when we were growing up. Willie Willie. He did the same thing. We, we just didn't... went off on his own and yeah. we just
0: found
2: him. Yeah, It's it's sad, but emblematic of the cat. Yep, nonetheless, yep. of the feline. So, yeah, it's cool to have like an animal that's that seems to like you, um, and that relies on you. And we have a little relationship with each other. So, yeah, it's cool. It's it's been a nice uh addition to my life. Awesome. Thank you for asking.
1: Um, so Habraxia 2, uh, yes. we were lucky enough to get review codes. Thank you, Lily Mo. Um, cool. And we freaking loved it. Yes. Um, it was. And I think you've talked about this too that it was i liked abroxia 1 but abroxia 2 really was to me it was leaps and bounds um you know over the over the original um i did get the I platinum agree. on ps4 and on vita um so we got the review codes but i didn't realize because i was like why isn't this showing up in my downloads on vita and then I realized it was just the way the review codes work, and I said, "Oh, that's fine. I'll definitely buy it full price on Vita." Um, so I got the the platinum twice. Of course, Sean got it on PS4. He doesn't have a Vita, but I told me just needs to borrow mine, and he can he can get the the platinum in Hombroxi one. And I think Hemproxy I was the two. seventh or eighth platinum. Eighth. You eighth? were the eighth platinum. Not yeah. bad.
0: Cool. I was the thirteenth. Nice. Um,
2: you probably both beat me. I don't think I did it for a while. On no, I Vita. think you.
1: I think you were up there. At least yeah, I think PSN profiles had you above us. It was uh Barry, Barry was first, yeah. Tidex, yeah. or actually Tidex might have been first, and then Barry and then down the line. But I, I hate that Sean forever got his platinum before I did. <laughs> um
2: I have 60. Yeah, we it was annoying when they were not ready to go with oh, thank you. They were not ready to go until um uh like right before launch. Because yeah. we really wanted people to play on Vita. We we kind of that's the lead platform. The game was built on Vita. I don't mm-hmm. know if a lot of people I don't know if we really <laughs> ever talk about that. Like Barry yeah. builds all of the games on Vita and then ports them to other platforms. That's the the mm-hmm. funniest thing. I we might be the only studio that does that. And uh we're doing that with the new game too that we're working on. And um so it's uh it's it's cool to have the game out in the wild and, and for people to enjoy it and to hear people's impressions on other platforms too, because we had switch ready to go at launch and everything. So we kind of had for the first time this some semblance of cross-platform agnosticism going on where we had like equitable sales across platforms because when you port a game later like we we barely sold any copies of you know twin breaker on xbox yeah. for instance because we didn't just by virtue of not releasing it there on yeah. at, at the same time so it was kind of cool from that perspective too but we wish we had that beta version for more people to play pre-launch and um we'll be back on Vita later this year with a new game
1: I appreciate awesome. you keeping Vita Island alive. Um, yeah, I still need to go back and get the platinum on Twin Breaker. It was just the levels with the with the four pads. I was like, I'm I'm 39 years old. My brain just can't handle this. So I need to go back and do it. Um, but yeah, so the biggest difference in Abraxia Two, and I think it's the best game Lily Mo's created yet. Uh, we again absolutely loved it. Was the obviously was the twin stick gameplay. And so I was just wondering, was that something that, that you came up with or was that Barry?
2: Um, no, that was Barry had wanted to, you know, Hibroxia is a very static, old yeah. school, like Konami style arcade shooter. It's great, but it's, I agree, Hibroxia 2 is a much better game. And it's different, it's because it's different. It plays more m- m- with more modernity in mind. And mm-hmm. the only Housemark fan I know that's as passionate about them as me is, is Barry. Mm-hmm. And so we both, drew inspiration from that. And he knew I think when even when Heroxia had just come out that he had wanted to really make a twin stick shooter. Um and what we're talking about now is do we want to go backwards and basically patch the old games to to like go back and add to them and and hmm. um fix them by virtue of what we've learned since. But no that was all Barry and, and Heroxia too is very much his game. I've tried to stay in the background on this game as much as possible of course my my assistance comes later on with all of the games which is to market them and to help sell them because i have such a huge platform and and all of that and uh i co-produced the game and wrote it and and all of that and kind of designed the world and sabrina the protagonist mm-hmm. but who i love i think she's awesome but i don't take any credit for her any of the gameplay, with the exception of a few things. Like I I some of the like button mapping stuff and the structure of the game and all of that. But you know, I, I gotta get Barry his due. I, I never want to stand in the spotlight. In fact, when I partnered with him, I it was under the the guise and the promise that I would be largely silent and really only um both on the business sense and what we would do next and all of that. And I kind of want to remain true to that because it's he is the engine that could i i am just the writer of the games like it's twin breaker and her would exist without me but yeah yeah so cool
1: yeah um that i I do have to say that damn boost rush (laughs) mode trophy was about to make me kill myself yeah that's a hard one when i finally got i said this is a colin ass trophy if i've ever seen one so i don't know if it was a colin trophy or not it's
2: funny it's that the only trophy i complained about too i didn't (laughs) make the trophy list okay uh Twin Breakers trophy list I made. This okay. one I just um I ordered and organized and wrote a bunch of the stuff and everything. Um, but Barry had selected what he wanted to to um to include in there. And it's funny because we're we're already thinking we'll inevitably bring the games to PS5. And I just got my dev kit today, actually. I tweeted and out I a picture of it. Yep. And uh So we're going to do that. And we have the option of totally changing the trophy lists. And I think we're going to do that. I think we might be like the only game that really just release, re-releases the same game for free Mm. if you already own it, but totally gives you a different trophy list or a different achievement list on the new platform. So we're taking all of this into account too. In addition to the gameplay stuff, we're learning just how people, because like I really looked at twin breakers trophy list is perfect. And I still think it's like one of the, I hate to use this word for something I made, but like one of the most elegant trophy lists for, What we like, we like a weekend game. We like to earn it, but we don't really want to like go crazy for it. You know, we don't, we don't always want a fifty or one hundred hour platinum. Sometimes we want like a really well earned ten hour platinum, and that's what we were trying to do. And like you said, the the four walls in Twin Breaker really broke people's minds. (laughs) It hurt me too when I first started playing it, and then we became so good at it from playing it over and over again. That, as I've said over and over again, we thought it was way too easy. That's what I was was afraid people were going to be like. This game's fucking way too easy because we we're beating the, the game in like a half an hour at some point you know it's like you know, yeah. blah, 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 you know and you're know, you done <laughs> and i'm like man people are, and the same and ironically the same thing happened with a where i was like i think the game's too easy we actually kept tweaking the economy mm-hmm. which is what makes the game easier or harder yep. um and what we realized was the economy makes the game totally modular which we're really excited about so the game thus becomes as easier as hard as you want it to be, which is very like JRPG like almost like where you can kind of run around the field and or the dungeon and just grind levels and and destroy whatever's in front of you. If you want to, you can also play in the exact opposite and see if you can beat Habroxia 2 without any upgrades, which is I would imagine almost impossible. I would be surprised yeah. if anyone can do it. Um, But it's uh the, the options are there. And so we, we learned from the previous game to make it more modular. And even then some people like were like, "Man, this game's so hard!" Like, Stop
0: <laughs> complaining! I can't take it. Well, you know? so so we don't need to worry about a uh, beat the game with no upgrades trophy on PS5, right? No, we
2: would never do anything. Okay. We would never do anything that we couldn't earn. It's pretty clear, like from our. You can just pop trophies in the dev kit mm-hmm. and. So you can just make assumptions that trophies work the way that they're supposed to. We There were broken trophies in twin breaker.
1: Right.
2: Um, that we had to fix because we made assumptions about how they worked. Uh, we earned <laughs> them in certain ways and then couldn't earn them again. Like, and then some trophies were broken. Like in twin breaker, you can earn the new game plus trophy by just beating the last stage. And, and it's like, Oh shit. You know, right. we, we, we made an assumption about how this trophy works. And so we had to go and patch that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we don't want to do anything that we wouldn't w- want to do, you know, right. and I hate it's funny because people are also bringing up some, con- you know, some contradictions, which I understand, like, I hate new game plus trophies, but we put them in. But my argument is like, well, our games are really short. I'm saying <laughs> I don't want to play Final Fantasy seven remake again. That's what I'm saying. I don't you're lucky I'm not making you do this three times. The game is two yeah. hours long, you know, so. And now everyone's complaining. Maybe I will make you do it three times.
1: Well, like even Miles Morales. So I finally went back and got that platinum. And I was just like, I I don't want to do this. Like it's, it was a good game, but I just felt like putting that new game plus trophy in there was just a little bit too much for that game, especially when it's, I mean, Miles has great powers and stuff. It's fun to play the first time, but when you can't skip every cutscene and stuff like that, it was just like, the, this this should not have been a trophy for Miles Morales. I don't think.
2: I completely agree, and it's so weird. insomniacs trophies are like all over the place with their quality. Like Resistance Two famously had one of the great or one of the worst you know online trophies ever, which was the ten thousand kill trophy. Like <laughs> made the game almost impossible to platinum, and then and then they had they have games like Ratchet and Clank: A Crack in Time, or even twenty sixteen Ratchet, where you look at it, and yeah. you're like, well, this is totally. Fair, you know, and I would love to see what a Sunset Overdrive trophy list would look like. And although I'm sure it would be a mirror of the re- of the uh the Xbox version, and you know, Fall of Man would be another cool Insomniac yes. game to get trophies. And that has an in game trophy list, so they could just they could just mirror them on there. But I, I talked to them about that, and they don't. I don't know. Maybe we'll see that on you know some sort of Resistance collection. But I
1: I hope so. I hope this year we get a Resistance trilogy and a Metroid Prime trilogy. I still like. <laughs> I don't know what the hell Nintendo is doing over there. Um, yeah,
2: that would be cool, man. I, I love Metroid Prime. Yeah, really, I really, really love those games. Sean you loves that. Yeah, yeah
1: I, I've never even touched them for a second. So that's why I just want Nintendo. Like, it's the anniversary. Obviously, you know, they crapped the bed with the first Zelda Direct or Nintendo Direct with just doing, hey, you want Breath of the Wild 2? Sorry, here's Skyward Sword. I mean, my, my hopes will be tempered for the rest of this year with Nintendo, as they always should be.
2: Yeah, I, I don't even pay attention to them that much anymore i just yeah. kind of see what's been announced and you know i, I sign on the social media or just when i'm writing the shows and i'm like oh like i was just reading oh there's a pokemon yeah. you know i knew there was a pokemon remake of platinum yeah. or whatever it is but uh um which is the last pokemon game i played so it's been a long time but then i was like oh there's like another pokemon game i didn't even <clears throat> i didn't even know that i just i'm kind of bored by nintendo i'm so happy that everyone loves the switch i, I like the switch i think it's cool but I have one. Um, I bought it at launch. I mean, it wasn't yeah. like I was hard to convince, but I was looking at the sales numbers today, actually, and it's you got to give them credit. There are five first party Switch games that have sold almost twice as much as any PlayStation exclusive it's has ever crazy. sold. And um, you can't argue with that. <laughs> you yeah. know? Like, but it's not what I'm looking for. I don't, I feel like these are experiential kind of things where it's like Smash Brothers, Mario Kart. Animal Crossing, you know, and then you like have some other (laughs) things where it's like Zelda is kind of a a one off thing, where it's like an adventure that you really play once. But even then it just never ends. And it's nebulous. And so it's like all this stuff that has people coming back for more. And that's frankly, not what I'm looking for. And I don't know that that's what hardcore console audiences are looking for. Although they like persistent games, I just, I just see something like Animal Crossing, and I'm like, this is cool. Um, But we kind of have a few Animal Crossing games and we don't need that and i don't know that it would even be that attractive if it was on this console because it just it's a different it's a different group of people
1: yeah one of my biggest (laughs) this is a stupid thing to say but one of my biggest regrets is when we did our our top 10 for 2017 i wrestled with it forever but i put breath of the wild over horizon and i now with hindsight i'm like man those breakable weapons and just four dungeons and i'm like no horizon was my game of the year in 2017 it, it wasn't breath of wild i'm excited for breath of wild too but yeah. i don't to me being in you know an old school zelda fan i want them to get back to more of that yeah but who knows what they're actually going to do
2: yeah i don't know what i i mean i love zelda like going way back and i i appreciate what they did and i feel like the game you know, breath of the wild is this really acclaimed game i mean this game has sold many many millions of copies more than any other zelda game it's not mm-hmm. even close i i haven't looked at the recent numbers but i would imagine it's sold maybe twice as many copies as if you know like ocarina of time or something so yeah,
1: but i think it's I over like, like 21 million or something at this point
2: yeah it's So i mean it's it, i think yeah yeah maybe so maybe it's not quite that high um but i feel like what i want out of zelda, I feel like it kind of got out of control, like with minute starting with Minish Cap and then, and then the DS games and hmm. where they just were like wedging weird stuff in, or even Four Swords on GBA and on GameCube, where it's like, okay, what do we, what is this? Because you kind of start doing different things with Majora's Mask and Wind Waker, but they're still identifiably Zelda. And at some yeah. point you're getting away from it. And then with this new game, I played it, I played it extensively and I'm like, this is cool, but it's empty. It's seem. It's almost boring. I, I never felt that way about a <laughs> Zelda game, and I feel like whether it's Majora's Mask's sense of urgency or Ocarina of Time's you know dungeons and scope and all of that, or even the original Zelda games, just total mystery. I mean, that game's awesome, and the original Zelda is great on NES. It's a wonderful game, and Link to the Past, of course, really atmospheric, but. I just feel like this game, I was like, this is kind of like trying to be a Western role playing game, but that's not what we really want out of Zelda. Yeah. And it seems like these lessons were learned kind of late. And I feel like it's kind of getting the Nintendo and Zelda bump a little bit. And yeah. why are my weapons always breaking? And why am I always cooking shit? And why am I climbing this thing forever? And then it rains and I slip off <laughs> and I have a stamina wheel and I don't really know what I'm doing or where I'm going or why, or it's like, I had so many questions. and I don't like, this game is kind of obnoxious. I, I just, It wasn't for me. And I I think it was interesting seeing it release against Horizon because I I felt like um, Horizon was way better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be good. I knew that E3 when I played it that I was like, this game is going to be really good. But I was convinced that it was going to be good, but not this amazing thing. It ended up being this amazing thing. And then Zelda, I kind of was almost understating in my mind. I was sure maybe this is going to be like this monumental thing and it's been in development forever. And and then I was just like, I don't know. Was, I just felt bored with it. Yeah, yeah. I I felt like that was emblematic of Nintendo to me. I look at these games. I look at animal crossing. What the fuck is, this? you know, I loved, <laughs> I loved animal crossing on GameCube. It was really quaint. People used to like trade their little codes on game facts. And it was like, just, it was interesting. It's the same thing with Pikmin back in the day and stuff. Like you don't need these series over and over again. And I look at them and I'm like, I don't, I appreciate differences of opinion. I know that it's like a critically acclaimed game. I, I, I Know plenty of people that love it. My niece is obsessed with it, my girlfriend plays it. Um, but to me, I'm just like, I don't know what the hell this is. Yeah. I, I, this is not what's attractive to me about video games, yeah. yeah
0: see, we both love, like, love, 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 um, a link between worlds, and I feel like that's when Zelda finally kind of found its way home and went back to its roots. Like, to me, that's one of the top Zelda games. I'm not a huge fan of where you can just rent all the items and get them right off the bat i like getting them gradually throughout the game but i know breath of the wild for me ocarina of time is my favorite game ever i'm like i don't know how anything will top this and when i first started breath of the wild just that opening shot not the opening shot but you know the shot where you know he's out on the plateau and they zoom out breath of the wild whatever i'm like i've never experienced anything like that in gaming and i remember thinking this is it. This is going to top Ocarina of Time. And for a while there, I'm like, I may have a new all-time favorite. Three, four, four years later, three years later, four, today. four years later. I'm not sure that it's in my top 10 of all time anymore. No. It went from a possible new number one to, I think, out of the top 10.
1: Yeah,
2: Yeah, it's. I don't know I didn't beat it I I mean I I, maybe if I go back to it I I feel like it's a timing thing too I feel like if that game if I played that game 15 years ago I would have been mind bent but at at that point we had just like Horizon wasn't the only thing we had even games like Dying Light and stuff like we had already seen these really dynamic kinetic fun open world games and these action games and I just felt like it was it paled in comparison although we're still waiting for more Dying Light so
1: yeah um well it's good to hear that you're thinking about a ps5 SKU for Hypoxia too because i will definitely get my platinum the third time yep. Um, yeah we would like
2: to do we would ultimately like to bring everything over we're just trying to figure okay. out how that works like it's it's not quite as trivial as people think but it's not quite as complicated as people might pretend either so okay. it's so we just have to figure it out and and i like we it'll be free like if you already people already own it you know so on those plat you know respective platforms so yeah so it's just something we want to do and it's maybe a possibility for us to fix things too. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have more to say about all that soon. And then, and then the new game, I think we'll announce in the next couple of months as well. Which awesome. I think people, which people it's unlike, it's again, a totally different genre and, um, but we're, we're totally committed to pixel art, you know, eight slash 16 slash 32 bit style yeah. games. We're totally committed to that. We don't want to work in 2.5 or 3d at all. That's never going to happen. Yeah. So, um, so people can rely on that, and we're working with an artist we've worked with in the past on all of that, and um, and I'm writing it. So, I we I actually have builds. I it's the game is so Barry was like so passionate about it that I kind of it's kind of been built in in a silo, and I've like barely even seen it yet. So I have a build, but um I have to plug it in and, and then figure out how we're gonna write it and who the character will be and stuff.
1: Awesome. Um, one other question about Heraxia. So, sure. Um, I'm, I'm a dad. I have four kids. I know. It's insane
2: i'm one of four so <laughs> there you go I'm,
0: it's all good
1: and by the way your mom is awesome betty ann shout out yes. to betty ann i love Thank her you. on yeah, twitter she, she's and dagan obviously the whole family you just she
0: definitely she reminds us both of our mom
1: I yeah think. yeah
2: yeah she's she's a good woman
0: yes
1: um but so my my oldest is 13 now he loves video games but he loves reading and he loves writing too so i just want to ask is there any advice whether it's writing video games or just writing in general that that you would have for him
2: yeah i mean i think i think being a prodigious reader and it sounds like he is is really important um i'm always puzzled when people don't want to write or do write and don't really read and or don't have like a touchstone you know we're all like kind of in our, our current ecosystem we're reading every day and um which is cool. It's not. It wasn't like when you really think about it, it wasn't like that not too long ago. Like people are just constantly reading, yeah. And um, to the point where it's like impossible to be illiterate in this society. It would, you just can't just can't do it. And uh, so, I always encourage people to keep reading. And I, I like I like the idea. You know, the whole Stephen King mantra of like you sit down and write every day and all that. Like I I don't really I appreciate that. I'm not argue with Stephen King, but I I don't um, abide by that. I do a lot more thinking than I do writing. And I just think like over and over again and, and structure things in my head. Um, like the role-playing game we're making is I've written the treatment and stuff and it's on its way, but it's mostly still in my head. Like I'm still, I've still put it together. I just sit in the shower sometimes and just, and just stand there and just think. And by the time I start writing, like when I wrote the first treatment for the game and like started, it just came out and it was just done. And uh, so it, you have to kind of find your own style in your own Um, Because some people like writing like, you know, their bubble graphs and like their, you know, their word clouds and, and they have huge notebooks and I write tons of notes as I'm going but so I I just encourage people to kind of find their own flavor, whether it's the Stephen King kind of approach, but like whatever makes you an honest and good writer. um, I I just think that you can't understate reading the the art of just reading and understanding that some, I always understand like someone can say what I'm saying so much better. The only way i'm really going to learn that is to read someone else that's better than me and and there are so, sometimes i read things and you only really want to cry you're like damn dude like yeah. this is so good and i always say to myself I'm like man i wish i thought of that when i'm playing video games like or video game stories I'm like damn i wish i thought of this idea so um that kind of half answers the question but i i really think there's just sticking with it and um and i don't know like what does he want to write does he want to write he wants to write
1: fiction I think so. Yeah. So he's done some stuff at school, um, but yeah, it, it's definitely fictional stuff that he gets into. He's he's come up with characters and stories and all this other stuff. And my thinking is, I mean, if you can write that kind of stuff, you can write games because it's the same thing. It's just, it's it's getting these ideas in your head, getting them down on paper, working on the flow. How does the story flow and everything? And yeah, he he loves it and he loves reading science fiction. He loves fantasy stuff. Uh, he's a better reader than I am now. Um, I mean, he's not better. He <laughs> reads more than I do, is what I should say. He's 13. He's not a better <laughs> you read at an please. eighth grade level <laughs> yeah. or <out> whatever. <of> <laughs> um, but yeah, he he loves it. The the big thing with him I gotta work on, and he'll listen to this, so I'm just gonna rag on him a little bit. He loves his Fortnite and he loves his uh Warzone and Apex. And I get it because especially now when we're dealing with COVID and stuff, that's how he gets to talk to his friends and hang out with them and stuff. Yeah. So I get that, but I'm like, man, you you got to I, I got to get him into the single player games too cuz I I'm I'm like I said, I'm 39 years old. I can't do anything multiplayer anymore. If there's any like I play Call of Duty online, I'm like, "Oh, I see who I need to shoot." I turn I fire and by the time I'm clicking the 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 trigger I'm dead already I'm just like I don't have the reactions for this anymore uh I'm I love the single-player games it's really all I play um so I got to get him to to that side of the of the industry
2: yeah well I mean it's it's easy enough to do just because it's a marriage of it's like a beautiful marriage of storytelling and gameplay you can almost get both out of the way at once and um that's a, that would be to me if you're especially if you're if you're a time as currency person like I am, that's that's what's so compelling a, a lot of times about playing like The Last of Us or something like that is that can be told in a novel form and mm-hmm. it would be really interesting in a novel form. We're going to see it in television form soon, but it was that it was a video game that was that made it really unique and it's as good as reading a really great piece of fiction that's similar in style and ethos like uh, like The Road or something, mm-hmm. but you get to play it too. And yeah, games as a social tool is awesome. I think the reason I don't vibe with multiplayer is because I don't really seek social tools. So it's, <laughs> you know, it's just not what I'm looking for, at video, especially in video games. Like I look for when I go to video games, I want to be alone. Like yeah. if anything, I'm totally trying to be alone. But I understand that there are a lot of people like your son out there. And I mean, God, if he loves fantasy and sci fi, I mean, and imagine being, I mean, because you're, you're a little bit older than I am. So you totally understand this and I understand it full well. Imagine being 13 years old and not having played almost anything. I mean, I don't even know where you would begin. I don't even know like what you would do. If I love science fiction and fantasy, what would I even do? Would you go play Bioshock? Would you play Final Fantasy Six? Uh, well, you know, if, if you're looking for something truly sci-fi, you go to Mass Effect, or uh, do you go to Fantasy Star? Are you looking yeah. for something really dark? You know, like like Silent Hill or Resident Evil? I don't know. It's like, Jesus, the world is your oyster. So yeah. if he is listening to this. It's cool to play Apex Legends. I mean, wonderful game. And Fortnite, I make fun of it, but it's, you know, it's, I call it fart Night. I mean, it's fun to call it that, <laughs> but clearly people love it. But geez, man, it's like, it, it's almost like becoming a cinephile or something like coming out of the womb today and being like, man, I. I I can watch any movie because literally I have no experience right. <laughs> you know? it's it's or virtually no experience. Like you just by proxy of his age cannot yeah. have the necessary experience with these games. That's, so, was, you know, if you're a cool dad and you let him play even M-rated games, which maybe you will, maybe you won't. I mean, imagine him playing Grand Theft Auto 3 or something. I mean, these are seminal games. I mean, we were talking about Metroid Prime and my God, it's like yeah. so exciting. It's like what I always say, like, wow, imagine if I could just erase my mind and I've never seen Seinfeld or something like that. Was- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, amazing
1: well that's like uh metal gear is my favorite series of all time oh, yeah. um metal gear solid three is my favorite game of all time yeah it's, it's your codec in the yeah <laughs> it's it's like i know it's not the best playing game like those games are all i i get that they're hard to go back to now um but that's why well let me just ask this now so you called blue point doing demon souls forever ago you said look it's demon souls and i kept going man i hope hashtag colin is wrong because i really want it to be metal gear metal gear 3 um but so they did shadow the colossus they nailed that demon souls was freaking amazing um and i've never been into the the souls born games but i got it for christmas and i actually beat it he platinumed it for crying out loud he also platinum uh bloodborne, bloodborne. cuphead wow. and hollow knight
2: wow you know? wow Yeah, Cuphead. I wouldn't even bother with the. the, I can't barely. I can't barely get out of any of the fucking last world bosses. I mean, not that I really, really sat there and tried, but I'm like, I'm not doing this. And then, um, yeah, Hollow Knight. I beat and I got to like that. There's like that tournament thing or something you have to enter and all the Coliseum.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like
2: I. I, I'm like, uh, yeah. So those are really hard. I mean, those are harder than anything I have.
1: Very well done. Thank you. So, so what do you think? And if you know, I mean, I'm not trying to pry you, but (laughs) so they've done two and a half years apart shadow of the colossus demon souls sony needs to buy them we all know that but i mean in my perfect world all these rumors about konami licensing their ip metal gear castlevania i agree with you should go to from software um but what do you what would you like to see blue point do next outside not not them doing a new game because i know that would we you've talked about that but if there was a a remake that they could do what what did you think and i go back to that damn i'm rambling now but i go damn back to that damn tweet that they did around halloween uh, where they see like 17 games. yeah demon souls castlevania metal gear i don't even know what else but uh what would you like to see them go back and make new next
2: yeah well it's funny because I, I do think it could be one of those konami games um I just, the demon souls thing I knew. So when I learned about it and I knew it was safe to say it, that was, you know, that's when I was like, well, it's demon souls. And, um, you know, it's like when I used to tell you guys about, you know, the audience about like dead don't ride or whatever. It's like, yeah. well, you know, it didn't end up being called that, but sometimes you just learn things you want to let the audience know. And with Blue Point, I, I don't, I don't know what they're doing next. Um, I do think that that tweet was weird. I remember that. And it did, make me feel like well these things kind of get into motion early on konami's not stupid i mean that they're not really interested in any of this anymore but they're not stupid and they realize with i think the castlevania netflix series that's been very well received and other things that they can kind of just be a licensor and they don't need to be involved in any of this and so their longtime relationship with sony going back to the ps1 and certainly I think crescendoing with Symphony of the Night and Metal Gear Solid later on, they have that long relationship. And so to kind of make the connection with Blue Point would make some sense. And Bluepoint has worked independently mm-hmm. with Konami too. So, and they actually worked independently with Konami around the same time they started working with Sony. So they are, have a relationship there. So if you are kind of like a conspiracy theorist, and I am, then <laughs> I feel like there are some connections there. Uh, the Pepe Silva board from yeah. Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I, yeah. I feel like yeah, you could totally see this, and um, I, I do feel like there's something to the Konami stuff. Whether it goes to Blue Point or not, I feel like there's some rumbling. They've been awfully quiet. They did announce that thing in Europe where they're trying to publish third party games. I feel mm. like that's like irrelevant. It's what they do with their own IP and uh, Castlevania and Metal Gear and Contra and even Pro Evolution Soccer and stuff like that, Bomberman. I mean, these things could be alive. I mean, Bomberman could be something. There was a Bomberman launch game on Switch, I remember. Yeah, um, yeah. There's, like, ways to um, to sneak some of this stuff in. So, I don't know. We'll find out.
1: Yeah. I, I hope it's something Konami, uh, is what I would say. No, no matter what, I... I, when we do our E3 predictions every year, I've been predicting for like five years ever since we've had the podcast. I'm like, yeah, Metal Gear Solid remake or Metal Gear Solid 3 remake, one of them
0: and right. Half Life 3.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It would be interesting to see, like, it, it kind of, Blue Point, I don't know that would, it, it would be obvious to me that it would be, it would have to be Metal Gear or Silent Hill just yeah. because I don't know what Castlevania game they would do. But yeah. no one gives a shit about the 3D Castlevania games. They're not going to remake Legacy of Darkness or, you know. Yeah or the fucking uh, Mercury Steam games, like no one cares yeah. about those. So they, those kinds of remakes, if they wanted to go back to them, that's the stuff that you go to like way forward or any creates or something, or just m- let one of those studios make a new one, which would be yeah. way smarter. And then remake Metal Gear Solid and remake Silent Hill. I, I, and let those kind of work, Metal Gear can kind of work on its own and mm-hmm. just you can have a series of remakes over years no one expects or even wants new metal gear without kojima so i think right. it can live on its own and then you can have this at least do the trilogy on from ps2 and then on the other side you can have silent hill and silent hill 2 remade and then have that actually lead into a new game and wouldn't it be cool if sony was like the peacemaker between kojima and konami which would be interesting too i don't think that's going to happen these yeah. companies especially japanese companies hold long grudges and remember things and aren't necessarily monetarily driven actually they're clearly not because of the way you know the the, so, the so-called the so theme of window facing jobs and not right. laying people off and all, they're not gonna they don't care yeah. you know so that kind of stuff looms large it's like why nintendo and sony still like aren't really friendly i mean they their games can be played like by for you know by through other platforms with each other like Fortnite or something you know but i don't know so it'll be interesting to see it'll be it's frustrating because the language barrier continues to isolate Japan from Western ears and prying eyes. And you, the four gamer and whoever, and all the IGNs over there, like they're just in in a silo by themselves. And so we don't, we have to kind of rely on these very specific sources and it, it sucks. It's annoying. It's, it's the same thing with Japan studio, like kind yeah. of collapsing recently. And like, we didn't right. know anything about that. Well, I would have known about that for you know this has been bubbling for months i mean people weren't getting renewed and that somehow didn't leak
1: yeah
2: so it just shows that that language barrier makes it frustrating that sometimes cover a japanese
1: company yeah for sure um did you ever go back to cyber shadow i hadn't heard you talk about the last few weeks that's the hardest freaking game i think (laughs) i have played in like the last i don't even know 25 years or something i beat it but it took me almost 13 hours and it took me 491 deaths wow
2: that's that's an, i mean i heard that the game spikes really bad um yeah like stage seven eight or something like that and uh
1: chapter eight almost broke me yeah
2: and so very ninja guy and like in that way like having this the massive two-thirds of the way through the game difficulty spike very old school tecmo annoying shit. but <laughs> um no i i went back so i i played almost all of it i think i have to look at my trophies but i think i played like virtually all of what i've played of it in like one or two days then like the next week i went back to it and i played like a little bit more and then i went back to it again and i'm like i can't now i gotta start this over again because i i'm totally you gotta be in the you gotta be that was what was great about old nes games especially like games that wouldn't let you really interact with passwords like the original Castlevania is kind of a bad example because it was easy, but like the Ninja Gaiden games or whatever, where it's like, man, you you're gonna sit down and play this to, to fruition. Uh, you really got to sit down and do it, and yeah. it's kind of a similar spirit with that game. That game's really cool. I love how clearly Mega Man inspired it is, mm-hmm. and the at, right down to the enemies and the the hex art and the different environments. Like, I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like this guy is referencing Mega Man Four, and like. <laughs> Mega Man 5 and it's it it's super cool I, I i you know and shout out to yacht club for seeing and identifying that game because um so obviously it was going to be awesome and they, yeah. and they kind of sat with it and allowed it to be built properly and um a lot of confusion about them like people think they've made that game right you know, yeah which i i wouldn't if i if i was mechanical head or whatever i wouldn't be upset if people thought yacht club made it because we would just sell more copies but yeah, um, yeah, it's a really special game. So, I got to get back to it, but it, it's going to require me to go back to the beginning.
1: Yeah, I really hope just mentioning yacht club. Can we freaking get Shovel Knight too? I don't care if it's eight bit, sixteen yeah. bit. Shovel Knight dig. I don't know. I'm not sold on. it. I don't know how I feel about that. I I love yeah. And that's Knight. being built
2: by another team, right? Too. Right. Yeah. So, so I hope yeah, they. I don't, I don't I know hope they, they come, come back.
1: Yeah,
2: I appreciate that their whole thing was we want to do what we promised we were going to do in the kickstarter which was yeah the dlc packs and i'm like i don't know guys i know them i i really like those guys a lot i wrote the intro to their art book and Mm -hmm. um and everything and i was the i was the person that revealed the game on ign um they've later admitted that they basically surgically targeted me to do that but uh i i respect that i mean i don't (laughs) mind being used sometimes especially for a game like that, man, if I was like in in publishing and I had a little bit more money at that time, I should have fucking funded that game. You know, they were, they were asking for 55 or $60,000.
1: You imagine Really? like
2: Jesus Christ, you know, so they're all millionaires now and that's awesome. But, um, I don't know like why they won't execute. I remember their original idea, as you said, was like to start bumping the games up to go to like, 16-bit, and then, and they were even talking about doing like they wanted to do like a 64-bit style game, which sounds horrible, but they that that was kind of like their vision. But what we really wanted, I think, in this environment was like we wanted Shovel Knight two, Shovel Knight three. We it's kind of in run with the kind of games that you were inspired by to begin with, and instead. I respect it, but it's kind of like retreading over and over and over again. It's like, all right, so even with King Knight, it's like, well, now we're just going to play the same stages again, and they're going to be yeah. tweaked a little bit for him. And there's so much potential for cool stuff there, and I don't know why they're so. It seems like there's a little bit of like fear in getting. It. I mean, guys, I was at IGN for a year and a half, and you know, uh oh, I should say the game came out, and I was at IGN for another year and a half or so before.
1: Yeah, that's how long I ago it was. Yeah, you
2: know, I mean, it was a really long time ago. I, but more power to them. I mean, they have the money to keep going, and but I just feel like I don't know. What do you guys? Don't you want to? Don't you want to do it? And they had. I, I talked to them because they're old school Mega Man fans, obviously, and Mega Man fans know that all of the enemies after Mega Man One were created by the audience, and they yeah. wanted to do a similar thing. And I was like, that would be so cool. Like let people design their own nights. And so I don't know, but we haven't seen any of that yet.
0: Yeah. I feel like a lot of the backers would probably be fine with just saying that's fine. No more <laughs> DLC. You just keep it. Just get to work on shovel night too. I don't think anybody would have any problem with that, but yeah, more power say, to them for, you know, holding true to their promises, but,
2: or they could just say like, however many people supported them there, 10,000 people, or whatever it was, 15,000 people. It's like, we'll just give you vouchers for the game. And instead Man. of doing two more dlc packs whatever. like when the game's done we'll just give you you can just have it for free and and it would be like literally just buying that time back so for, right. for literally no penalty yeah so
1: i i really liked the the specter knight that was the only one that i played that was by far the all best. the way through yep um i didn't i i didn't like plague knight because i just didn't like the way the the plague knight played king knight was fine but then there was it was so heavy on the card games and i just don't like card games so i kind of fell off of that but specter knight was really good
2: yeah. Specter night was cool. Cause of, like the slashing through things yep. to fly and stuff like that. It was cool, but
1: you know, let's come on, man,
2: you know, yeah. let's, let's, let's move on and yep. and get this over. <laughs> I want to see this, is, this world is so cool, but it's, it actually becomes less cool. The more you see it in in some way, like I don't need to see it over and over and over like that. That awesome scene when you see the castle in the background as mm-hmm. it's, as you walk and you're fighting the Black Knight or whatever in the beginning and yep. it's like that becomes less cool with the 17th time you see <laughs> right. it, you know? yeah going to the world map for the first time like becomes less cool seeing that fish jump out of the water Yep. see it be, interacting with the townsfolk and stuff like all of that becomes less cool. You're just beating it in the ground yeah. at this point. So, but I I I, I don't want to be too mean. I, I I understand if if I had something like that though i would be very eager to iterate on it and yeah maybe maybe they don't feel like um they have the quality where they need it to be to justify that yet but that's hard to believe isn't it i mean look yeah. at the talent there yeah you know, good lord you know have half that talent i'd be 10 times you know i'd be a wealthy man yeah
1: right yeah club if i had clothes
2: talent of that studio wielded in my in my body
1: well that was the, like yacht club's awesome and you know I'd been following Cyber Shadow ever since it got announced, but then when it was announced that Yacht Club was going to publish it, I was like, oh, okay, so this really is something special. So yeah, I I can't wait to see what they do next. I hope now that I think they've gotten through all the DLC now after King Knight, right?
2: Yeah, King Knight was the end. Yeah. Okay,
1: good. So hopefully <laughs> hopefully sometime before its 10th anniversary, we'll we'll see Shelter night too.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what they're waiting for this yeah. this yeah
1: Um <clears throat> Okay. So I think now, Colin, we just want to run through uh, a little lightning round with you. Sure. Um, I know the answers to some of these, but I just, we, we want to ask them anyways. Okay. Um, is it GIF or GIF? It
2: really depends on the day, but it's, it's, it is GIF. I mean, it <laughs> Thank is you. GIF. Thank you. You know, it, it is whether or not it's just like, here's my example. Okay. I'm going to give you a personal example. It's like, my name is Colin, right? Mm-hmm. When I was younger, people, people that didn't like me or wanted to tease me would call me Colin right now in their mind they can be like well no your name is colin and everyone can be like your name is colin but ultimately like i'm the arbiter of what my name is my parents are the arbiter of what my name is they put me in the earth they created me they named me the man who created the gif called it the gif Yep. we can say it's like gif now and that's totally fine but it doesn't mean that the the, so both you know what i mean like yeah the etymology of it is what it is whether or not we want to move on and evolve is one thing entirely but i almost feel like people just throw that away as if it doesn't matter and I'm like isn't that the most relevant thing is like what the person who made it called it? I think right it was, I think it I
0: mean Perfect. I can respect that. I'm an I'm an SEAN Sean. So I grew up getting called scene or Shane or all sorts of things. So I can respect that. Yeah, but I, just, I I I still say gif but
2: Yeah, I, I mean I say both and I I go back and forth too, you know, but I'm trying to respect the man, you know. Right. I'm trying to and and I understand Jeff, it makes everyone think of peanut butter. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, Chick-fil-A or Popeye's
2: uh, Chick-fil-A for sure. But Popeye's is really good. I just wouldn't go to Popeye's for the same things that I would go to Chick-fil-A for. I go to Popeye's more for what I would go to KFC for. Like, if yes. you know what I mean? Like, if you're yeah. going to go for a more um, chicken and biscuits type thing, just fried chicken mm-hmm. and some sides or whatever, I would go to Popeye's. Yeah. If I'm going for the sandwiches and the fries that way, I'm going to Chick-fil-A. Amen. That's good. That's kind of my, you know, yeah. You
1: want to ask this one?
0: Yeah, this was one of my entries. Um, describe your perfect burger. Um,
2: oh, Let's see. I mean, probably two patties, lots of American cheese melted on both of them, you know, on top of each other on a lightly toasted sesame seed bun with mayonnaise on it. And then, uh, either grilled or raw onion. I think you can go. They're very different, but you, I, I'm not gonna. Uh, maybe raw onion is a little bit more, more burger-like for me. And then uh, catch up on that and just squish it together and and just cut it in half and just eat it just like that. I mean, I I love a lot of different things on burgers. Like avocado on burgers really hmm. good, and um, you know mushrooms on burgers can be really good. There's like all sorts of things, but I feel like you don't need to overthink it. Yeah you know, to, to, to get the essence of it. And that would be like burgers and fries is like, man, that's good stuff.
1: Yeah. Do you ever have the, uh, you ever do a fried egg on it?
2: I have definitely, uh, yeah. at different restaurants when that's available. And I've even done that a few times in my own house where I'm like, yeah, you, know, you kind of get that, especially like a little bit of the runny yolk and yep. almost like an over medium Meg and yeah. And you, but then, you know it's a lot of where you get the pan out and stuff like that. It's, uh, you know, I don't it's, want to do all yeah. that <laughs> It's a lot but It's But sometimes when you go to like a restaurant, which we know what none of us do anymore, but when when we, the, the, those things used to happen uh, and there would be like the little fixings at the bottom. And it'd be like, you know, $2 for an egg and $2 for an avocado. And, and I, I, sometimes I'd start wringing that shit off, you know, but I'm not going <laughs> to do that. Generally speaking, but yeah, yeah. like five guys, cheeseburger, extra cheese, ketchup, mayo, grilled onions. I mean, that's perfect. That's yeah. perfect. Get two or three of them.
0: Yeah. All right, so that actually kind of plays in before as a a preamble to this next question, real quick. Five Guys or In and Out? Sounds they're like they're both five really guys. good. I mean, I okay. think
2: Five Guys is incredibly superior to In and Out, but they're different. Where do you okay. guys live?
0: Memphis. Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee.
2: You're you're both in Memphis now. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was in Memphis once. So it was actually really cool. I saw. Yeah, you are here now. for Three
1: Eleven Day,
0: right?
2: Yeah, in two thousand six.
0: Yep. Oh, nice.
2: And uh, so. Yeah, so you're not have you had In and Out gone in California or anywhere? I've had
0: it and honestly it didn't live up to the hype for me. It was fine, but yeah, I don't I don't understand the hype.
2: I think the thing with In N Out is like it's super first of all, it's super cheap. Yeah, it's incredibly affordable. It's like way, it's cheaper than McDonald's, really, like pound for pound and yeah. Um, they pay their employees really well and everything's really fresh and it's, it's a privately run company and all that. And there's a lot of, there's a lot to like about it generally, like it's a great place to work and they pay like their managers, like six figures and stuff at the restaurants. Like wow. it's a pretty cool. And they do that just by volume. It's always full. Yeah. They're very customer oriented and very polite and all of that very Chick-fil-A like mm-hmm. in that regard. And so there's a lot to like about it. And every once in a while, like I crave it, even when I lived in Santa Monica, um, where it was a little harder to get than it was in Northern California just by where I lived. Like I would sometimes just Uber to, to get it because I wanted it. But um, I agree. It's, it has a lot. It's, it's not the burger's fault that it's been hyped up. You know what I mean? Like it's it Californians and Nevadans and Arizonans, like they, they hype this burger up and you're like, man, it's not that good. It's, it's really not that good. In fact, like Shake Shack, which is a very similar East coast thing is way better than in and out, uh, like no doubt about it. So yeah, I think Five Guys is better. It's more universally found. I think In-N-Out is a cool piece of like California kitchen. Like when you go, you got to have In-N-Out. And I, I agree, like go get and do the secret menu and do all like have fun with it. It's super cool. It's 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 certainly something everyone should do when they go to California, but I wouldn't expect that you're going to walk out of there being like, this is the best burger I've ever had because it is categorically can't possibly be true <laughs> unless you've had no no burgers in your life. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah.
0: <laughs> So, better than
2: McDonald's or Burger King. (laughs) Yes. Well, yeah, Uh, yeah, I'll give you that. (laughs)
0: Um, So, next question, not about burgers, but just in general um, East Coast or West Coast?
2: East Coast for sure.
0: Yeah. West
2: Coast is cool. I lived there for a long time and I'm not going to hate on a place that I was in. I was in California for what, 13 years and I learned a lot of things there and I. I met a lot of cool people and had a lot of cool experiences. I'd never anticipated that I'd actually ever leave, even though I always said I wanted to, it was kind of easy to say things like, but the East coast is just more my speed. It's just kind of more my people. And you just, you, you really do feel more at home where you feel like you belong. I, I feel like I never was quite at home in California, even though I lived there for so long. It yeah. Never quite felt like the place I wanted to be or should have been. So I like both, and they have their own flavors, and I'm I have a lot of experience in both, but I'm never going to leave the East Coast again. I can't imagine that's ever going to happen.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, let's fly through a couple of these real quick. I we all know that we say SNES and not SNES. Yeah. Um, and we say Resident Evil, and we don't say Resi.
0: Oh. I feel like I've never heard Resi. I see
1: people write it like especially Eurogamer. They write it. They're like Resi 7 and stuff. But the Europeans
2: Europeans did this SNES thing, too. It's like you can't you just can't listen to them. No, dude. No one says SNES. No, like I never heard anyone in my life say that until, you know, we started listening to Europe on the Internet. Yeah. You know, um, no, it, Rezi. Yeah, like it, the other thing, I, I, I've said this too. Like, I hate that, and you guys might use it. So, no offense, but the term "rolling credits," I also hate that. Too. Oh, I hate that. I, hate no, I beat it's a game so pretentious and annoying. Yeah. Uh, we no. beat games, yes. You know? A
1: freaking men,
2: or we finish them. We, that's just the terminology. Like, roll. I just rolled credits on. Yeah, on the Last of Us Part Two. It's Like, shut the fuck up. No, you're trying <laughs> to be you know? like, too. You...
1: <laughs> you're you're trying to be so snooty and pretentious. Yes. And, yeah. It's it's stupid um all right a couple more real quick i know you got to go man no no Uh, take your time that's fine let's see castlevania 3 or super castlevania 4
2: oh castlevania 3 definitely i i think castlevania 4 is good but i don't quite understand why it's so beloved i actually just played it not too long ago (laughs) probably like within the last four or five months and it's a good game actually I hear the 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 music from the first stage in my head it's right now. It's yep, yep. it's it's awesome, like the especially like that breakdown, you know, yep. where it's like it's like really like jammy, and so mm-hmm. it's fucking awesome. And the, yep. the the fills on the drums, but Castlevania 3 is classic. And actually, Harbroxia 2, it's no one would ever notice this, but its intro is five frames. And um, the pictures are inserted where they are and all that and there are no pictures and all that based entirely on Castlevania three structure for its intro. So um, Hmm. that was like an ode. So if you can picture the Castlevania three scroll or scroll where it like gives tells the story, I totally copied that for Herboxia too as kind of an ode. So if you watched ours, they don't scroll they flash instead we don't have the scroll but you'll see like the first statement for Castlevania threes has no picture. The first statement of ours has no picture. The fourth statement has a picture underneath the fourth picture of ours is a picture underneath and all that. So it's a, it's a, it's an echo hmm. of Castlevania three on purpose. Cause I, I absolutely adore that game. That's awesome. so good. That game is I, awesome.
1: I love it. And that's why I love curse of the moon, curse of the moon too. I was oh. actually, I, I got the, I got the platinum and curse the moon too. Man. And I didn't, I didn't think I could cause it was once you start going through all the levels again and you have different characters so you can go through the levels in different ways. It's like if I didn't have the little dog uh, Poochie, whatever the hell his name was, in the mech suit, so I can just stomp on spikes and stuff. It made the levels harder, but I freaking loved it. It was it, I I had it like on my personal list of like number four last year or something. I just absolutely love that game. And it's because it's, it's Castlevania three on steroids and it's awesome. Yeah,
2: it's, it's unabashedly Castlevania three. It's almost amazing that they did it again where it's like, yep, I, cause I felt like the first time they were like, we, we dare you to, <laughs> we dare Konami to say anything about this. And then they just did an even more audacious Castlevania three clone. And yeah, it's like, you almost feel like people are picking on Konami a little bit sometimes because like you wouldn't, I don't know if you'd make like a Mega Man clone that blatantly and right. think you would get away with it. But, you know, because some people are like, oh, 20 XX and all that. I'm like, that's not really a Mega Man clone. Yeah. Like th- this is a Castlevania game, like straight up. Yeah, but this is, is
1: straight up Castlevania. It's
2: excellent though. Yep. It's totally. I love that they're doing that. Like I love that. that I love that they just did it again. I I, yeah. I thought that the first time was just like kind of a cool little thing. And then they're like, oh, we'll do it. Any crates has been doing that though. They did that with Mighty number no. 9 too. Although
1: mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> with less effect, yeah. Lesser success there. Uh all right, one more here and then we'll let you go, man. Uh this is tough. Super Mario 3 or Super Mario World.
2: That is tough. I I I would say Super Mario World is yeah. is the better game, but they're both 10s in my mind yep. and Super Mario World is just Super Mario 3 that's just much more refined has a lot more backtracking I have backtracking generally I mean you can't you can't really move around um Super Mario 3 quite the same way that you can move around Super Mario World and there's all those secrets like Star World and and the different um exclamation blocks and all that and ghost houses and stuff but when I think about Super Mario 3 I'm like the the airships are so iconic like I love the airships when I was a kid I was obsessed with those things and I used to try to build them with Legos and (laughs) but they're both excellent games. I mean, I, I don't know that you can go wrong with one or the other, but I would go with Super Mario World, which is it's amazing that that was a pack-in game. It's yeah. it's absolutely incredible that a game of that quality would come with a console. We see that like Astro Bot is really good on PS5. but yep. It's amazing that Mario Super Mario World they just gave that game away. As opposed to like if I were them, I would be like you got to pilot wings and we'll sell <laughs> yeah. this game instead. You know, but yeah. th- so it was kind of a very pro consumer move on their part.
1: Yeah, I think Mario World is just they're they're both perfect. Mario World's definitely easier easier I think cuz we played through both of them a couple of years ago on the channel. Mario 3 I felt like was more difficult. Um
2: Definitely. It definitely is.
1: But Mario World is just my god, it's perfect. And between that and Link to the Past, which is probably my second favorite game of all time. I mean, the Super Nintendo was just absolutely insane. And and the NES was also um it's just it's it's amazing.
2: So. Yeah, SNES is a wonderful console, and our games are try, are trying to really be more of an ode to those consoles. You know, NES and SNES and Genesis and Master System and yeah, whatever. So, yeah, I'm I'm totally there. I mean, that, that's like where my mind always is. Yeah. Is just with those games, and even the games I play now, I'm, I often just look for games that are from you know from, or look like they're from that era and stuff. So yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, awesome, Colin. I I just can't thank you enough um for sitting down with us. Like I said, you know, you're the reason that we do this. Um I'm so happy to see all your success and I just could never thank you enough for sitting down with us here for an hour just to to talk shop. So, thank you oh, so yeah. much.
2: You're very welcome. Thank you guys for, for the kind words and good luck to you and um yeah, I appreciate it and I'll be happy to come back in the future when I reemerge from my uh from my cocoon.
1: <laughs> I appreciate it. Awesome. Uh everybody check out patreoncom Media um shop, i think i got yeah. that right yeah for, the for merch
2: the, for merch yeah the yep.
1: merch. and uh yeah sacred symbols the best video game podcast that there is um thank you and defining duke i'm just i'm a playstation guy
2: so no it's cool i mean that's cool I, i'm thrilled for those guys success too cuz it's yeah. all of our success but yeah they're different shows and for different audiences so i don't take it people some people are like i like defining duke more i like that's fine <laughs> <laughs> i'm happy yeah
1: Awesome. All right. Well, that's it for today, Colin. Again, I'll I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll be back next time. So, Sean, why don't you go ahead and take us out? Thank you for playing.